Good afternoon, everyone. I almost said good morning because we were on we're in the back. morning. We were on we're in the morning last time. time. Yes. Um, well, good afternoon, everyone. Um, I'm Anna Snow, and this is the Greenhouse. I'm here with Bretham Bilal, and we're back for another season, we're our back. third Woo. season, I think. I know it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, we have a lot more environmental shows or environmental news to talk about. Yes. Coming up, um, the Biden administration is announcing a new plan to kind of increase their lithium battery mining supply Mm -hmm. and you know we're going to get into how important that announcement is because lithium batteries power everything from you know your solar panels to your electric cars so if you want to move to that clean direction uh, lithium batteries are the way to are the way to go and it looks like more are going to be created but before that we're going to talk about california a little bit our neighboring state and how badly they have been getting hit by storms this year it has been really bad coming from california um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of flooding, a lot of people being swept away. People have unfortunately died due to these storms. Mm-hmm. Um, on the positive side, though, I do see that everything is now green, which is something that we don't get often. Because when I went back to California in December, everything was like, you know, brown. The hills, I live in a hilly area, everything was brown. The day I leave, it like really becomes green. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was unfortunate that I didn't get to enjoy that when I was back. <laughs> Well, California, we think of as dry. We think of as not raining. Um, Always in a drought. Yes. But actually, since Christmas, they have received more than 10 storms and another is set for tomorrow. Um, Since October 1st, San Francisco International Airport has received more than 20 inches of rain, which is crazy. That is crazy. Like, even without context, 20 inches of rain seems like a lot. Yeah. Um, that number comes to us from October 1st. We find it funny that apparently they track rain from October 1st of one year to October 1st of another year, kind of like the fiscal year. We don't get it. Why don't you just track it like... The regular know, calendar year like everyone else, but... I guess this is how they do it. I didn't make the decision. <laughs> so the National Weather Service, which does, which did make that decision, uh, tracked, you know, how much this rain is. And to date, from October 1st to where we currently are in January, it is the 6th wettest year in san francisco so we're already in sixth place and it's only counting from october to january but it's being compared to other years that are october to october uh just october through january just october through january but it's still okay, a lot and they're, and they're all you know within an inch um okay a lot of them are but glad I'm, i clarified that yeah i'm gonna read you some of the dates okay. from like the top value so right now we're in 2023 mm-hmm. here from number five to number one here's when the i guess the wettest years happen the fifth happened in 1850 1973 which is a little recent 50 years ago 1853 1890 and 1862 so these are long years it's been long time since you know we've seen hundreds of years yeah like this uh so it is record-breaking to Mm -hmm. say the least uh according to the governor of california 20 people have officially died due to the storm and as the L.A. Times has reported, um, it's caused a billion dollars uh, of damage to, you know, city infrastructure. And yes, we're talking about California, but this is spreading to more of the southwest. CNN reports that temperatures can be as low as 10 to 15 degrees four years with very little rain, very little snow, you know, these past four years. Yeah. Um, so and, it's, a, it's a big difference for California. Yeah. Um, and then the 10 to 15 degrees, like, you know, that that's a drop from, like, their average mm-hmm. and you know usually you don't see swings that are that big that much yeah but no. this kind of this pattern that as they've referred to as mm-hmm. the atmospheric river um is making a huge mark um 
reservoirs are now, you know, tipping over in California. We're hoping that continues the case here in Arizona, as you know, we're losing Colorado River water. Yeah. So hopefully, you we know. We could use some of that rain here. <laughs> um, but like, why, why is this happening, you know? Um, and here's a little bit of why. Um, so it's due to La Nina. So there have been, we all know La Nina. Those have been, that, that current has been going through California for years. Um, and and he, it's hit them for the last three years since 2020. And just a reminder, La Nina is when the water in the Pacific Ocean cools down. Very uncharacteristically, like, cools temperature. Yeah. Um, okay. But now these storms are shifting to El Nino, which maybe this is going to make me sound dumb. Because when I was reading the LA Times <laughs> article, the guy was making lots of puns and lots of little jokes. Trying to, I think, trying to explain it in a way that made sense. So he was comparing it to lots of other things. Right. And I didn't, when he said, it's El Nino now, <laughs> I didn't know if that was just another little joke he was making or not. But no, it's a thing. It's, it is real. Yeah. So um, they're basically opposites And so of it's each when other. it gets warmer is El Nino. And when it gets colder is La Nina. Exactly. And, you know, historically... Uh, when it is an El Nino, you get more rain. Okay. Uh, they say that like it does better mm-hmm. in rainfall, uh, like you know places that have an El Nino. So it's been a La Nina for like the last three years, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of the rain that we saw, weather analysts are trying to think: can is are we now officially in something called an El Nino? Mm-hmm. Um, so that characteristic means for sure that you know the water is getting warmer. Yes. Um, and this can cause problems for animals who have very specific temperatures that they need to survive at. You know, animals often migrate when, you know, they go to warmer waters or colder waters or whatever. And if the waters they're going to are not consistently staying the same temperatures, and that can have really bad effects for them. Yeah. And, you know, another thing that comes with warm water is no matter what we agree, the air is also mm-hmm. getting warmer. And, you know, yeah. as science proves, you know, when air is more warmer, it's going to hold more moisture. Mm-hmm. So the more things around us that are warm, mm-hmm. it's going to absorb more moisture, it's going to carry more rain. Um, and this, what we're seeing right now, is going to keep coming rain every day. So, mm-hmm. you know, we used to be at a point where, like, can we please have more rain? And yeah. now we're getting too much too rain. Too much, yeah. Because um, it's more than the reservoirs and the levees and stuff can hold. You know, they're breaking. Um, and it's flooding the streets. And I mean, I just was looking at photos of San Francisco on New Year's Eve and cars covered in water and, you know, and it's crazy. Um, and I was looking at those photos and, and the roads and I was thinking about how here, even when it rains, the roads a lot of times get flooded and stuff. There's, I mean, there's huge puddles outside of the building we're in right now. Yeah, it was, it was hard um, getting in here. In Florida, where we're a lot more used to rain and we get hurricanes and stuff, the roads are built curved so like the edge of the road is lower um and there's drains on pretty much all like major roads there's like drainage and sometimes we get so much rain that those drains fill up and we get floods anyway um but generally it's it's built to hold a lot more water than a place like california or arizona which is why like you mentioned earlier there's over a billion dollars worth of damage in like infrastructure and stuff in the cities um in people's homes because they just aren't built for that much water. Like, yeah, you need it. We wanted some rain, but now we're getting too much. Exactly. And California doesn't have the filtering systems. So mm-hmm. that's why these visual images that are so powerful that we're seeing of, like, you know, cars driving through standing water mm-hmm. and getting stuck. The water is there for days just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And that allows it to, you know, get absorbed into these asphalt roads, mm-hmm. which, you know, kind of 
chemically ruin the water yeah. and you know make it hard to be used. So this rainwater is coming down, but I think it would be interesting to see how much of this rainwater can be used, you know, in mm-hmm. reservoirs can eventually be recovered for, you know, other people to use. Mm-hmm. And another thing with drainage is when we do have it like we do have in San Francisco, mm-hmm. um it's only every so often and because they're not used often, they also get stuck, but they also get they get stuck at the top. So like leaves get stuck in there mm, and okay. then it's hard for the water to, you know, blast through. So we have like special storm drainage teams that come in, inspect the drain system and literally like bring this big suction truck to like suck up all the leaves or whatever is trapping um, these things that like mm-hmm. on the roadways so that water can go. Um so there needs to be a solution to that, but you know, California has never had to think about a solution because it doesn't rain yeah. in the levels that rain we're seeing. Rain so rarely, yeah. Um, and another problem that was happening is, so it was raining on the mountains, which melts the snow, and then that snowfall, it's like double water now because all the snow is yeah. melted. And so that runoff was, you know, falling down onto the communities that were at the bottom of these mountains and stuff and causing mudslides, which... I've never witnessed a mudslide or anything. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, I've never seen it either, but it it has the potential to impact so many people because, you know, not everywhere is blessed to have highways and, Mm -hmm. you know, things that have been, like, constructed. A lot of times people have had to go around mountains and these steep cliffs in, like, you know, central California. um, It is hard. It could happen at any second. And then you're simply cut off. And then the next road over is, like, 50 100 miles to get mm-hmm. up because there's only there's only so many so it creates a problem for transportation and i don't know a little bit of a news event to like the southwest mm-hmm. thing that was happening you know transportation is one of these things that you know humans may take for granted because it's something that we've always had mm-hmm. when it's taken away from you as we see with this rainwater it um mm-hmm. you start to appreciate it more definitely and it's also like it's weird to go like such a switch where it's like we need water we're in a drought and i was like okay yeah like stop you know um but i mean it just shows like the weather and stuff it's it's so unpredictable and it's getting like worse i feel like like hurricane seasons in florida are getting worse apparently storms in california are getting worse like everything's just we're seeing a lot more extremes extremes um, yeah as we've been going on you know since we in our third season We've seen, like, we've never had somebody say, well, you know, things are getting calmer. No. Which I find really interesting. Um, back to, you know, the reservoir things that we were talking about earlier. Um, prior to these set of storms, California was in mainly a severe drought. There was a lot of mm-hmm. red on the radar. But every week, California releases a drought report okay. uh, to indicate, you know, how much, um, how our reservoir levels are and everything like that. And we are now in a moderate drought. So this rainwater is helping, but how much of it is contaminated? How much of it is safe to use? And if we get too much, it will just keep flowing over the top. And then at some point, you've reached your peak. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's weird. And I also feel really bad for all the people. Like, you know, we have 20 confirmed deaths. But, like, yeah. you don't know how many people are still counted as missing. They just haven't, like, recovered because they were swept away or they were in their car or, you know, something. I just – and, you know, you always see, like, you know, when, like, you know, there was, like, those hurricanes down in Texas that those people and it flooded or when, like, I think Hurricane Sandy hit New York. Like, you always – these extreme storms and stuff, it just – I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to, like, see because it's, like, you feel like there's nothing you can do to help these people. There's, like – you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Yeah, and there's at the end, like we've talked about the power. The, uh, even if you're in like a secluded area, like a community that's very far from water, mm-hmm. and these floods happen, you know, you lose your power, as we were worried yes. about. And that's another big thing. You lose your access to, you know, other areas. Mm-hmm. Um, storms can fall anywhere, yeah. which is the problem. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, because storms, it's a, it's a difficult bounce to hit because storms are needed, because mm-hmm. they bring some, you know, essential stuff. And we've talked about the good stuff. But I guess no one ever expected these extremes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, so we'll see how it goes. Another storm is expected for tomorrow. Uh, so we will keep you updated on see how these rain reservoirs we do. We hope things improve for all of our California listeners, all of our fans there. Stay safe. Exactly. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the solution to solar panels and electric cars, what they have in common, and ways they will become more popular in the future. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Greenhouse on blazeradioonline.com. Welcome back to Blaze Radio and blazeradioonline.com. I'm Pratham Boal. And I'm Anna Snow. And we are going to talk about lithium batteries and all the stuff that goes along with that and mm. about President Joe Biden yep. and his money for lithium. They're everywhere, as you know, um, solar panels, electric cars, but, you know, also things in our everyday devices. Your iPhone, your computer, your Apple Watch, all of it, lithium batteries. Exactly. And, you know, we use it every day. As we use more devices, we're going to need the, the, to mm-hmm. increase the need for it. Yeah. But as we say, you know, lithium is just one of the several finite resources that we use on a daily basis. Yeah, there's not, you know, it's, um, it's like you said, a finite resource, just like coal, just like other stuff. There's only so much here on the earth just like gas and fossil fuels yeah. i don't think that lithium is a fossil fuel i don't think so either but it's it just, is a just finite a mineral. It's resource a in the same way that fossil fuels are um exactly and you know right now lithium there's not a concern about how much lithium we're using mm-hmm. when we talk about how much we use is going to be it's, it's a record amount like yeah. a very high amount but there's not really a concern yet that we're using too much and we're overusing it mm-hmm. but right now the concern is you know after covid is because a lot of the mining operations stopped there's not enough stockpiled and ready to go mm-hmm. if we need it right now yeah so that's why you're seeing like premiums uh to pay for stuff like you know solar panels and especially electric cars mm-hmm. cell phones and you know semiconductors we've seen all of that go up yeah for sure um so one thing about lithium batteries, you know, there's as we said, they're essential to everything, including solar panels and electric mm-hmm. cars. Critics say that when you're making in a lithium battery, it causes a lot more environmental harm than what you're truly saying mm-hmm. about. It. So like, you know, a lot of maybe activists are like, you know, solar panels are the cleanest thing you will ever see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people say that, you know, but digging a lithium battery or, you know, getting the metal is inherently bad for the environment, which is true. Yeah, and we've done episodes on different types of mines and stuff before, and mining is never going to be something that is good for the environment. Sometimes it's like a necessary negative to get to something, like sometimes you need these lithium batteries potentially to get to where we have electric cars or whatever, but then it's like how much until it becomes its own bad thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think in the future... This is not going to be a sustainable method. Yeah. But I think this is going to carry the future for like 20 years, 30 years, Mm -hmm. just like a prediction. Yeah. And then I think someone is going to find a solution in the same way people found electric cars from gas cars, Mm -hmm. you know, to advance. In 2022, um, the average price price for a lithium battery jumped 
by about 7%, uh, which is, you know, huge amount. It's about $151. It's weird how they measure it, they say, per kilowatt hour for the battery. Interesting. Um, so it's a little hard to measure. I would have thought they would have done it in units. I but... would too, because especially because lithium bat like the lithium battery that's in your phone is going to be made differently than the one that's in an electric guitar electric car. Exactly. Sorry, I can't speak today. No, I can't speak either. It's our first show back. First show back, guys. <laughs> Come on, give us a break. Um, anyway, an electric car or a solar panel. Those are like I would assume much stronger and bigger lithium batteries than like what fits in an iPhone, you know, or a laptop. Yeah, there's different sizes and different mm-hmm. powers. So it's interesting that they're measuring all of these different sizes and batteries in the same like kilowatts, I guess. Yeah. Um, so we've established, you know, there's not a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, or the, the, we haven't saved enough of it. Mm-hmm. But as people are shifting to electric cars, you know, I saw a study that said um, in 2022, the U.S., not the U.S., the world, but the most electric cars that they ever have yeah. before. They made about 10% of all new car purchases. And that's interesting because I still know a lot of people who are, like, so against them. Like, they think they they don't think they're worth it. They think they suck or stuff like that. Um, but 10%, like, that's a pretty decent-sized chunk yeah. of cars. I mean. and, it, and it is a good, you know, it was a debate that Anna and I were having, you know, mm-hmm. earlier, is can you survive on an electric car? And yeah. I think we decided... It's a tough no. Some people can. but And some people can't. Yeah. Because we think you can use electric cars as a commute car. Yeah, because here's the thing. A cross-country road trip, which is not what people are doing every day all the time. Yeah. But, for example, if you wanted to do a cross-country road trip in your electric guitar... I, I keep saying electric, electric guitar. <laughs> that's what keeps us Electric car. Car. Sorry. In your, your EV car. That's what they're called. Yeah. Too. I might be saying that because I can't. <laughs> it's easier that way. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you would have to plan it so specifically around where you can charge your car. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to plan it based on like what attractions you want to see or what places you want to go or people you want to visit. You would have to solely plan it based on where you can charge your car. And the world is trying to put mm-hmm. more electric charging stations around the world mm-hmm. but they're, or around the nation, but they're not there yet. Yeah. And, you know, even though we have lithium batteries... They also aren't, you know, the best at absorbing charges yet. Mm -hmm. Like, it takes seven and a half hours for some cars to reach their full charge, which is only 150 miles. That's the Chevy Bolt. Yes. And so Teslas might go 300 miles on a charge, but Teslas are also very much a luxury car. So just so the same way that, like, you know, Porsche and Volkswagen are both, like, German cars, but Porsche is the luxury and Volkswagen is, you know, the pretty standard basic one. Um you're going to have that same difference in electric cars. Yeah. Um, and so that's why you're getting these ones only go 150 miles, which is only it works, but is not fine, but that's still only about half a tank of gas. Yeah. And especially, you know what? A lot of people, as people, you know, move out into the suburbs, like mm-hmm. 50 miles one way is not as strange anymore mm-hmm. as it could have been. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's also important to know with charges that, you know, seven and a half tends to be the base charger. Yeah. And then there's like faster chargers that exist. But like the fastest one that I've seen is like an hour and a half. And, and I don't know if you have that time on a road trip when you want to get somewhere to just sit around. And, you know, if it's in an unsafe spot, mm-hmm. what can you do? There's the concerns about safety. Exactly. Yeah. And also I had concerns about the power of these batteries. Like, so, yeah, now we're making standard, you know, sedans and coupes with electric batteries. But even the trucks that have electric batteries, they don't have, like, the capacity that, like, 
an actual like pickup truck that someone needs for work or needs for something like that you know um and and then you get into like diesel trucks that like really haul big stuff you know like rvs and trailers and boats and things like that and i just the we need someone really smart to come in and figure out if there's a way to make an electric battery that can do that because as of right now if you need that truck for something like and a lot of people drive trucks that don't need to have trucks <laughs> but if you are genuinely wanting to use the truck for its purpose you don't have the choice you know exactly but nonetheless the u.s is still looking to move forward in the realm of lithium batteries uh they have a new announcement to make uh the u.s department of energy has given 700 million dollars uh, to an australian mining company in the united states uh, to build a lithium mine in Nevada. Uh, this is the second lithium mine in the United States. Um, so it's pretty great. Mm -hmm. I don't know where they're getting the $700 million from. Yeah. But um, going, it, it will help a lot. I just, I always, I don't like to trust the government. Um, I don't <laughs> think a lot of people do, especially nowadays. $700 million is a lot of money. And I just feel like, like what's this Australian company? Like, what are they up to? What are they doing? Like, I, I just worry that there's some other agenda going on something you know what i mean yeah um it's interesting though you know what i i was wondering about i was wondering the same things that you were wondering yeah. um australia surprisingly has is the second highest like res they have the second highest reserve okay. of lithium in the nation in, or in the world and they produce the most mm -hmm. um so it's they they i guess they know what they're doing because they've seen mm -hmm. it yeah um this company provides to like Toyota and Ford mm -hmm. uh, for their cars. So they're not only are they a lithium company that makes batteries, these will go specifically to cars, okay. which is, you know, something that we've been talking about so far. Mm -hmm. um, from 2008 to 2018, um, data suggests that, you know, the average, the total consumption of lithium has increased from about 25,000 tons to about 85,000 tons uh, used. Mm -hmm. So it's increasing. So I think this you know, new factory that the Biden administration is building. Um, the money is conditionally approved right now. Okay. So it's not official, but if we know about something from the government, it tends to be pretty close pretty to official. Because they're not going to tell people generally, unless they're just making empty promises, which they do sometimes. But generally, you would hope something like this, they wouldn't tell people unless it was actually happening. Exactly. Uh, so there's a lot of lithium. Lithium's on a peak right now. The pandemic kind of put a dent in it. So this is the world's way of saying, we're going to try to make more lithium batteries mm -hmm. to make electric, getting to electric cars yeah. better. Um, and I also worry about, so electric cars are a fairly new thing, you know? Yeah. And I worry about, like, the how recyclable these batteries are. Like, are we creating a lot of electronic waste by, like, you know, how long these cars last? And then, like... What happens? Because batteries don't last forever. I mean, you can even see that the older your iPhone is, the less it holds a charge. You know what I mean? And I know that there are different, might be different standards for like a battery that's in a phone versus a battery that's in a car, even if they're made of the same thing. But, you know, they're not, these batteries are not going to run forever. So like what happens when they're not of use anymore? Exactly. And you don't, we don't even know how long they last, yeah. you know, because a lot of a lot of people were skeptical at first about electric cars, and I feel like mm -hmm. they've probably picked up in the last six years, yeah. five years. Um, 
So, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. A bit, a little bit about a brief about lithium. Uh, a lot of lithium, we said Australia was the second highest reserves. Uh, the highest is actually Chile. Um, mm-hmm. They have 8 million th- tons of lithium reserves. So that's a lot. So is the lithium being mined in Chile or is it just being stored there? It is being mined from there. Okay. Um, and then probably shipped out to, you know, companies Other places. Uh, okay. to make them. Uh, but yeah, so we were talking about like, you know, 85,000 tons is what we consume in 2018. Mm-hmm. We still have 8 million tons of lithium reserve left around. So it's going to last us a while, which is great. Um, so it's Australia second, Argentina third, and then China comes in fourth. Interesting. But Australia exports the most, um, about 51,000 from 2019 data. Wow. Um, and there's two really popular ways that this lithium can be mined. So we have saltwater mining. In many places, lithium is found in the underground saltwater basins. And the water evaporates, leaving just that salt and lithium there. And the lithium is extracted, and then they make it usable. Exactly. Um, just like, you know, how every any other type of mine uh, works making stuff usable. Uh, a more common one, those are that's more common for Chile and Argentina. Australia, which exports the most, um, uses traditional ore mining, whereas, like, you know, taking out ore um, and then separating the mineral mm-hmm. from it. Uh, but, you know, we've talked in previous episodes about the problems that come with that, like yeah. excavating the ore usually means just like literally exploding and uh, yeah. it, and the environmental Even impacts. like in, m- we only have like one minute left, but I just want to say mining also has very long impacts on the environment years and years after. So exactly. I'd like to see if we're really mining it that much more. I'd love to like, especially if we're doing it here in the U.S., not that I'm like biased, but like I don't want to see mm-hmm. Nevada look all ugly now because they left these mines and you know what i mean exactly um well last thing before we go uh is that um we talked about conditional approving not everyone is for this Uh, the department of uh energy is for it but there are a couple other department agencies that are against it because there's this endangered flower there uh that you know they don't want to approve just yet because Mm -hmm. mining could mean the elimination of it and it's called the tm buckwheat Okay. Um, so it could endanger more. And, you know, it could also yeah. endanger the water. There's a lot of problems with it. If that's a keystone species, um, which I'm not going to go into right now because we're supposed to be over, yeah. <laughs> um, then you can't come back from losing it if it's a keystone species, if it's that important, you know? Exactly. Uh, well, thank you for joining us. We rushed through this. We have Sorry. a lot more we can talk about, uh, and we will be sure to do that next time. Thanks for joining us on The Greenhouse. I'm Prathambal. I'm Anna Snow. Be sure to tune in next week for all things planet Earth. Have a good day.